Hello, and welcome to Sandwich Club. I'm Kendall Hallman. Today I will be reading an essay I wrote about a sandwich that is near and dear to me, the breakfast sandwich. Origins of Taste. I've always been a picky eater, that is to say, I've always refused to eat bad food. As a kid, everyone treated me like I was being a brat, perhaps suggesting that it was an expression of the unhappiness I felt from being separated from my parents and sent to a babysitter, daycare center, or school. Then I grew up and realized I didn't like the food I was being served because it was objectively terrible. The foods served in childcare facilities in the early 90s were the bottom of the barrel, cheapest things, and even the most polite adult today would throw a temper tantrum if forced to eat it on a daily basis. My first memories of sandwiches are among the most traumatizing. You likely can picture the cliche of cold store brand white bread with a slice of bologna and American cheese purchased in bulk from wherever people shopped before they opened the Walmart on Rome Hilliard Road. If it wasn't bologna and cheese, it was a thin layer of peanut butter and jelly between the same store brand white bread, but for some reason these were colder and drier than the others. The sitters would sometimes try to adapt to my picky tastes, attempting to gaslight me into believing that the real reason I complained about food was that I was an ungrateful brat. These experiments were even worse than the regular food they served. When I told Lisa that I liked blueberry bagels based off my experience having warm toasted bagels that my parents kept fresh in the freezer, I was given something bagel shaped that was cold, hard, flavorless, and somehow three to four times the size of a normal bagel. When I suggested melting cheese over tortilla chips, meaning a shredded mild cheddar over name brand Tostitos, Donna attempted to melt Kraft Singles over expired corn chips. These negative experiences with food from untrustworthy sources eventually must have had some psychological effect that led me to have an aversion to mustard, all sorts of salad dressing, plain milk, especially the non-skim variety, and for a while, all sandwiches. How I learned to stop worrying and love sandwiches. Throughout elementary school, I refused to eat sandwiches. I would either pack deli meat in a plastic bag for lunch, or eat cheese peanut butter crackers. For some reason, these didn't count as proper sandwiches, probably because my biggest aversion was related to the poor quality bread that was made worse by sitting at room temperature for hours, getting soggy from the frozen juice box packed next to it. This aversion started to change after I discovered hamburgers. I assume that my first hamburger was not a McDonald's hamburger, but many of my earliest memories are surrounded by the things I would order at McDonald's. Like many children, I was obsessed with the idea of seeming grown up. So even though I loved chicken McNuggets, I would order a hamburger with my Happy Meal. First with just ketchup, then ketchup and pickle, and finally, after a 29-cent burger promotion involving my parents ordering dozens of burgers, no mustard. I'm not sure if mustard was linked to a suppressed memory, but I've never been able to even be around mustard without gagging. Hamburgers led to hot sandwiches on buns. Then I would eat a grilled cheese sandwich, but only on wheat bread. I still believed that all white bread was like those days at the sitters. 
Around the start of high school, a combination of curiosity, maturity, and an increased socialization forced me to broaden my horizons with sandwiches. Most hot sandwiches were good and then great in the right context. The last hurdle was with cold sandwiches. I remember refusing to go to Subway until I was around 19 because I thought they did not serve hot subs. A few years before that, I had my first good cold sandwich. It was a simple ham and cheese on white bread on an airplane, but I had not had anything to eat for over five hours. It was small, simple, and exactly what I needed at that point. The first time I willingly sought out a cold sandwich was when I was 22, after my band had just finished a show when the guitar player was having Jimmy John's delivered. Breakfast sandwiches. In the midst of all this, we had breakfast sandwiches. As a small child, I did not like egg yolks. I would eat scrambled eggs or egg whites, but no egg yolks. I'm still not a huge fan at times and will pick out part of the yolk on my egg McMuffin, but I've mostly gotten over it. There's something about the breakfast sandwich that has fascinated me for much of my adult life. Perhaps it's its simplicity, meat, egg, and cheese on some sort of bread. Perhaps it's because it's not traditionally served with some sort of weird dressing that I don't like or that I'm afraid to roll the dice to see if I like. Perhaps it's because of Waffle House. I dropped out of college in 2007 to run off and become a rock star. When that didn't work, I got a job at Waffle House. There I learned their complex system of marking plates involving carefully positioned ketchup packets used to identify how burnt the customer wanted their steak. I also learned how to flip eggs, a skill I promptly lost as soon as I stopped working there. Lastly, I discovered what at the time seemed to be the perfect breakfast sandwich. I would grill a biscuit, place it atop a full order of sausage, that's two pieces crushed together, a slice of American cheese, and one egg over hard finished on the grill. When I went back to school in January of 2009, I tried everything to recreate these sandwiches at home to no avail. Even when I went back to Waffle House, they could never understand the concept of making a biscuit with a full order of sausage or finishing an egg on the grill. I do not blame the cooks as they're criminally underpaid for what they do, but it's still a real shame that their efforts pale in comparison to what I once experienced. Over the years, I had a few breakthroughs. Perhaps the biggest one was when I figured out why the American cheese you get at restaurants tastes great, while the Kraft Singles from the grocery store are gross. Similarly, I mostly gave up on sausage in favor of bacon. And after years of failure, we learned how to flip eggs. Then I saw Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, in which Harley describes her perfect breakfast sandwich, and I was inspired to dive back in. I will never make the perfect breakfast sandwich. Perhaps there's no such thing, and I just remember it as such because that was a simpler time in my life, when I would survive for days on end on the half a crave case my drunken guitar player left me. 
Either way, here is my current recipe for the near-perfect breakfast sandwich. Bread. It is very important to have good bread. You must not compromise here. If the bread is more than a day old, get new bread. Costco artisan rolls work. Bagels from your local bagel shop of choice work. A few slices of fresh grilled Texas toast work. Avoid simple white bread like the plague. You can either toast or pan fry the bread. I recommend buttering and grilling both sides of the bread. This adds a greasy texture and covers up any imperfections. Cheese. It has to be American. Purchased from behind a deli counter. You may think cheddar is better or I prefer a nice Swiss. You will be wrong. There is a reason that every decent restaurant defaults to American. It's a science. Also, no prepackaged craft cheese. Sometimes groceries will have some fancy prepackaged stuff and maybe you can get away with that, but I still strongly recommend that you have a grumpy old man cut you four slices of the most expensive American cheese you can find. Egg. I go back and forth as to whether the egg should be over medium or over hard. If you can flip an egg without busting the yolk and prefer over medium, go for it. If you cannot, go for over hard. To cook an egg, find the smallest skillet possible, put about a tablespoon of butter in it, and spread it around. You can use shortening or margarine, but if you use too much, it will make the egg taste bad. There's no such thing as too much butter. Heat up the pan on medium to medium high heat. Most people mess up here putting the egg in too soon and causing it to stick. Once the pan is plenty hot, put the egg in. Bust the yolk with a spoon, but avoid using any utensils otherwise. If it looks like the egg is sticking, shake the pan a bit. Once there is a clear layer of cooked egg on the bottom, flip. To flip an egg, pick up the pan and flip your wrists pretending that you know what you're doing. Remember that the goal is to flip the egg, not to throw it up in the air. You may have to flip the egg multiple times to get it cooked all the way through. This will only be an issue if you're trying to cook the egg over medium, but if you're at that stage in your egg flipping, you'll need more help than I can give you. Finishing the egg on a grill is not realistic at home and was mostly a red herring when it came to the quest for the perfect breakfast sandwich. Meat. Sausage at home is not as good as it is at restaurants. I've tried everything. Grocery delis and butcher shops tend to have overly seasoned sausages. Prepackaged sausage tends to be under seasoned. Fortunately, bacon, weirdly, is better at home. Bacon at restaurants is almost always burnt and dry. If you ask for it light, they'll cook it without the bacon weight, so you get a floppy piece of bacon with burnt bits in the middle. At home, you can cook your bacon at medium heat, taking your time and cooking it evenly all the way through. A bacon egg cheese breakfast sandwich is best with three strips of bacon. Four or five make the sandwich unwieldy. If the three strips is not enough, 
make a side dish, a second sandwich, or just snack on the extra bacon while you're cooking your egg and grilling your butt. Conclusion. What was the point of all that rambling about food? I guess there is no perfect breakfast sandwich, but there are a few concepts that this quest has taught me. Avoid craft singles. Use good bread. Don't try to gaslight people. Thanks for listening.